In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. You know, we think of the early church, and we say we want to be like the early church, and we do. But the early church had problems, too. Where you have people, you have problems. I'm reading from the sixth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now, during those days, when the disciples were increasing in number, the disciples were increasing in number, coming to hear the gospel, giving their lives to Jesus, receiving the forgiveness of their sins, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Hellenists, or the Greeks, complained against the Hebrews because the Hellenist window, widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of the food. In other words, the Jewish widows were getting more than the Greek widows, and they complained. This is not fair. This should not be happening. Let's see what happens. And the twelve called together the whole community of disciples and said, it is not right that we should neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables. In other words, we have other things to do, the disciples said, and the apostles said. We have other things to do. We don't want to wait on tables. Not that that's a bad thing. Therefore, friends, select from among yourselves seven men of good standing, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom, whom we may appoint to this task, while we on our part will devote ourselves to prayer and the serving of the word. So they're going to ask seven men, Greek men, filled with the Holy Spirit, to be the deacons, to wait on table, and to give the food to the Jewish and the Greek widows. Well, that's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. Let's continue. What they said blessed the whole community, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, together with Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. He was studying to be Jewish. They had these men standing before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. Now this is where trouble is going to come. When the apostles lay their hands on the deacons, the power of God is going to come upon them. The apostolic power of God is going to come upon them. And they're not going to wait on tables. They want to go out and preach and heal and deliver people from the devil. You see, we need that apostolic touch. 
We need the apostolic touch of God in our lives. I pray for the apostolic faith that God gave the early apostles that it would come upon me. Apostolic faith, apostolic success, not for myself, but for the kingdom of God. The word of God says, they had these men stand before the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. The word of God continued to spread. The number of disciples increased greatly in Jerusalem, and great many priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, one of the deacons, to wait on table, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. I thought they were supposed to be waiting on tables. They went to do the work of the apostles. They're deacons. They are filled with the power of God. So Deacon Stephen, full of grace and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of freemen, as it was called, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and others of those from Cilicia and Asia stood up and argued with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. He spoke in the power of God. You see, he's not going to wait on tables. That was supposed to be his job. He's going out to preach, to heal, and deliver. But not only Stephen, but the other deacons. We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. That's a lie. They stirred up the people as well as the elders and the scribes. Then they suddenly confronted Stephen, seized him, and brought him before the council. They set up false witnesses who said, this man never stops saying things against the holy place and against the law, against the temple and against the law. It's not true. Stephen never spoke against the temple or against the law of Moses. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses handed on to us. And all who sat in the council looked intently at him, and they saw that his face was like that of the face of an angel, an angelic face doing the work of God. We need the apostolic experience. When we were ordained, we had apostolic touch. We had the touch of the apostles, the ordained people that are Catholic. But we need the apostolic success. We need the power of the apostles. Not only apostolic succession, but apostolic success. How we need that in these dark days, that God would give them to us and that we would go about doing wonderful things in Jesus' name. 
Remember that the apostle said, we cannot wait on tables. We're going to commit ourselves to the word of God and to bringing out the word of God and to bringing out people that are captive by the word of God in prayer. You see, who's ending up at tables? Someone does. I have no idea who they are. Um, they're probably some women that work at the tables to feed the Greek widows and the Jewish widows. There they are, some women probably, but we do not know that. The scripture doesn't tell us that. It does say that the apostolic experience fell upon the deacons and they went out in prayer and in preaching the word of God. Chapter 8 of the Acts of the Apostles, verse 26. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, now this is one of the deacons who was anointed to wait on tables, but he's not waiting on tables at all. Get up and go toward the south to a road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the wilderness road. In other words, the angel is telling him where to go the, toward the south, the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the wilderness road. So he got up and went. Let me tell you that God still speaks to his people. God still speaks to his people. Before I had Holy Rosary, the Lord told me I was going to get Holy Rosary to be the administrator. I got one letter that said I wasn't going to get it. I got a second letter that said I wasn't going to get it. But the Lord told me he was going to give it to me. I said to my friend Alice, this is where I'm coming, but the church doesn't know it yet. And guess what? The Lord was right. I was sent to Holy Rosary, and I was there for 25 years, preaching the word of God, praying for the sick, doing the things that Jesus told me to do. Let me continue. So Philip got up and went. Now, there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace Queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. So this Ethiopian eunuch has a great job in Ethiopia. He's in charge of the entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. Why? Because he's Jewish. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. This Ethiopian eunuch, a Jewish person, was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go over to this chariot and join it. 
So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you are reading? He replied, How can I unless someone guides me? That's why I'm on the radio, to guide people into the Word of God so that they would be blessed, so that they too would read the Word of God. And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that the Ethiopian was reading was this, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, like a lamb silent before its shearers, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. It's talking about Jesus. The Ethiopian wants to know who is he talking about? The prophet Isaiah. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask, does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with the scripture, he proclaimed to him the gospel about Jesus Christ, the good news about Jesus Christ. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded, commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. Where is the eunuch going? He's going back to Ethiopia. What do you think he's going to be doing? He's going to be the evangelist to the Ethiopians about Jesus Christ. You see, this is real. These are the things that happen. If you've been touched by God, God called you to be an evangelist, to touch people and to bring them to Jesus Christ and to pray for the sick. When they came up from the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. So Philip is preaching the gospel powerfully. The Ethiopian eunuch goes back to Ethiopia and brings the gospel to the Ethiopians. What about you? What about me? Who are we bringing the gospel to? Who are we bringing the good news to? That salvation is by the blood of Jesus. Salvation is by his death, burial, 
and resurrection. Oh yes, who will do that? Well, we'll call Father Tom. Father Tom is only one person. You need to do it. You need to do what the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch was about to do. You need to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. This is real. This is not story. This is real. We need to proclaim the blood and death of the Lord, the burial of the Lord, and the resurrection of the Lord to all people one at a time. You see, when I do these radio programs, I'm not talking to masses of people. I'm talking to you. You're the one I'm speaking to. Not to the group of people who listen. I'm talking to you. That you are called to preach the good news to people. You are called to tell people about salvation through the blood of the Lamb, through his burial and resurrection. You are called to pray with them that they receive Jesus. Yes, the Ethiopian eunuch only had a little while with Philip, and he went about in Ethiopia proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Things have not changed. Things have got worse in 2023. Things have not changed. We need to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ in season and out of season. Last week, Pastor Perry Rockwood preached from 2 Second Samuel 4 to be urgent in season and out of season, to convince, to rebuke, to exhort, that people would come with itching ears. I tell you, people are coming with itching ears. They go to the new age. They think that these uh, crystals are going to give them power. They're just rocks, and they're false gods. It's not in crystals. It's in the blood of the Lamb. It's in the power of his resurrection. It has nothing to do with crystals. Chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus so that he who found any who belonged to the way, that's what Christianity was called, the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem as prisoners. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly, I love the suddenlies of God, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul asked, why do you persecute me? 
Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. That if we persecute the children of God, we are persecuting Jesus Christ himself. He is the head. We are the members. Oh, yes. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul could have answered and said, I've never seen you. But to persecute the Christian is to persecute Jesus. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Fasting, blind, filled with the light of God. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I've been raised from the dead. I am the Lord. Go into the city and wait because I'm going to do something. Verse 10. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said, Get up and go to the street called Straight. Go to Straight Street. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias. Let me read that again. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias is coming in and lay his hands upon him so that he might regain his sight. Listen to Ananias. Ananias answered, Lord, are you mistaken? I have heard from many people about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke the name of Jesus. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and the kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. How much he must suffer 
persecution for the sake of my name. I will show him that he is going to be a person who's going to be rejected by the Jews as he preaches Jesus. We'll finish this tomorrow. This is good news. We need to hear good news. We need to see what the gospel says. We need to hear from the Acts of the Apostles. We need to hear the Word of God. And we need to act on the Word of God. Do not be listeners only, but act on what you have heard. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. For tomorrow, read Acts chapter 9. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.